are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about One Skin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello everyone. I hope that you're all having an amazing week. Little reminder before we get into today's episode that new episodes come out every Tuesday. Uh, So make sure that you hit the follow button to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you want to rate or even leave a review, that would be super, super amazing of you. Today's episode, I am going to chat all about sober weddings. I just a few days ago was a maid of honor in a wedding and it was my fourth sober wedding so it just feels very fitting to talk about this today. I know that sober weddings are such a huge deal. They're a big 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 sober first to tackle Um, so I'm just kind of gonna share overall my kind of like takeaways and thoughts on sober weddings from the four that I've been to and then I'm also just gonna share my top tips for getting through a wedding without drinking. So just some kind of overall takeaways and thoughts on sober weddings. Number one, and this one I think is one of the most important ones, is that it is so, so, so okay if it's really hard for you at first. It is completely normal if it's really hard for you at first because it is. It's a really, really, really big drinking day. It's a very kind of intense socializing situation to be in. I think it's, gosh, it's so many things. You're mingling with people, which can be something that's very out of your comfort zone, especially if you're newly sober and you haven't quite adjusted yet to socializing sober. There's toasts with dinner and then there's dancing. Like all together, it is just something that 
all those things are hard to do when you're newly sober. All those things are hard to do without alcohol when you are used to relying on alcohol to kind of do all of that. So it's completely normal if that is a challenge. And, you know, I always say it's so easy to like beat ourselves up for having a hard time with something or to use the fact that it's hard as evidence that it's always going to be that hard or that we can't actually do the sober thing but change is always going to be hard in the beginning like how something feels the first time you do it or even the first few times you do it isn't how it's going to feel long term it just means that it's new it means it's your first time we don't have to get everything perfect on the first try these things don't have to be easy for us I think being around big drinking events can bring up a lot of grief for our drinking if you're still kind of going through your grieving process. I know that's how it was for me in my early sobriety was that while I was still kind of grieving alcohol, being in scenarios where there was a lot of it or where I would normally really drink would bring up a lot of those feelings of grief. So just to be really kind to yourself if you have a hard time and to not beat yourself up for that fact because it like it would be weird if it wasn't a little bit hard at first right like it it is weddings are really really big ones um so to just be very very easy on yourself if you have a hard time with it like all those feelings are okay and normal um my sister and I'm I'm sharing this with her permission but my sister is I think seven months sober now yay Cassie um and we I went with her to her first sober wedding and it was cocktail hour and we went up to the bar her and I to grab some mocktails and she looked at me and was like this is really depressing and I I said to her like that's okay because this is the depressing part but like our payoff comes later tonight I promise you and in the morning so just to remember that like it's always those first few hours of like the first few drinks seeing people feel that initial buzz that's when it's going to feel the hardest like it's going to be harder earlier on that's when I find at least in my experience that most of the discomfort comes so to just remember if you're in kind of that cocktail hour time um, that I always find that's when kind of the FOMO can kick in the most so just to remember like I just have to hang in through this right now take it hour by hour minute by minute moment by moment if you have to um, because I always find that it kind of passes after that as we get more into the night but I do count myself very lucky for having gotten sober during the pandemic because I didn't go to my first sober wedding until I was just shy of two years sober actually Um, and so I hugely commend anybody who's in their early days and is going to a wedding because by the time I had the opportunity to go to a wedding for the first time I already had a lot more time under my belt but even for me having done like all four of my sober weddings that I've done have been pretty much within the past year and even for me I can notice differences like the first sober wedding I went to I had so like it was really funny I had like a water I had like four sparkling waters at at my seat on the go at all times like it was just like that kind of need to have lots of drinks around me like lots of non-alcoholic drinks um and this time um at my friend's wedding this past weekend like it was really funny because she had mocktails like she made sure of it very very sweetly and very thoughtfully for me she made sure that there were non-alcoholic options I think they even had non-alcoholic beer and like I just kind of drank club soda um because 
it, it what has really evolved for me the further I've gotten and especially even in the past like six months to a year is like I and I chatted about this um, in an episode with my mom recently but it's just kind of I enjoy alcohol-free drinks, but I don't need them in the same way that I needed them before. And one of my friends, friends at the wedding who I love, who is so sweet, kept saying to me like, where's your fancy drink? Where's your mocktail? Like, what are you drinking there? And kind of giving me a hard time. And I was it kind of made me laugh like, oh yeah, like I guess I'm, I'm just kind of drinking the sparkling water. But that's because I didn't feel that same need for something. And that is just, I only share that story to say that like it does get easier in little ways. Like you, you notice things like, oh my God, this, that's like, evidence of the fact that this is getting easier and this isn't really something I have to think about anymore it's not really a concern in my head of like oh my god what am I gonna drink I need I need an alcohol-free beer or a mocktail or something in my hand um, because it is just a lot more natural for me at this point but I could never have imagined that in my early days it was so unfathomable to me in my early days that that would ever not be like a, a real need of mine um, so to just trust that like how it feels early on is not how it's going to feel always. Um, and it's completely normal if it's hard at first. The other kind of takeaway that I have about sober weddings to just sort of be prepared for is like the level of tiredness or exhaustion that you might feel. Um, I definitely have noticed at like most of the weddings that I've been at that like I do feel I do kind of like hit my limit and feel a little bit tired earlier on Um, and you know obviously being in a wedding being a maid of honor is a totally totally different experience than um, being a guest at a wedding and like being in the wedding it it is a long day like you're up getting ready super early which is really really fun Um, but it's like you're you're getting ready and then you're um, taking all the photos and you have kind of more responsibilities and then it's a big party Um, so it definitely can feel a little bit more the, the tiredness might hit you a little bit more compared to, you know, I can think of when I was a bridesmaid um, the last time as a drinker. I don't remember feeling that at all because after dinner I was or at dinner <laughs> after the ceremony, I was all over the wine. Um, so just to like just to kind of mentally be prepared for that and that it's OK if you want to call it a night early or if you feel a little bit more tired um, than you remember. I'm like, you know, what? it's even funny because as I'm saying this, I'm like, well, yeah, but also at this wedding this weekend, I lasted until the very end. I was literally on the dance floor until the very last song and drove people home. Whereas when I was drinking at a wedding, I fully fell asleep I blacked out and fell asleep while eating cake um so at least even if you're if you're tired it's at least you're just like consciously aware of the fact that you're sleepy but that definitely trumps drunkenly passing out um but yeah to just like embrace that it might feel because it is a big like socializing and especially in the early days like I've I I don't feel this anymore really the way that I did in my early sobriety but my social battery in my early sobriety oh my god was basically non-existent socializing felt pretty exhausting for me for the first year or year and a half so yeah it it, like weddings are big social events right you're mingling with a lot of people it's a big it's a big day so just to be gentle with yourself if you notice that you're very exhausted from it all for sure um and that being said like 
it's okay if you need to take breaks it's okay if you need to step away if you need to like step outside for a little bit or go (laughs) go lock yourself in the bathroom for a sec just to have a moment alone just to like be easy on yourself if you need just like a little bit more breathing room um the other thing I would say is that it is totally okay if you're not comfortable dancing sober yet um you don't have to do it if you don't want to I definitely found sober dancing very awkward at first and again that's something that has been fun to watch evolve like at my friend's wedding this weekend at one point I was one of three people on the dance floor like a song came on that I loved and like basically no one was on the dance floor but I dragged my friend up with me and I think it's a combination of like just getting more comfortable with dancing sober and and being like who even cares um and also just like I think sobriety has allowed me to really let go of what other people think in a much bigger way than I ever did and I definitely used to only dance once I had a few drinks in me um so it's cool to kind of see that shift and realize like I don't really have to give a fuck um but that being said like I think that it's so cool to be sober and be like I can still be the life of the party I can still have fun I can go still be on the dance floor until the end but also if it's something that you're not comfortable with yet then like be patient with yourself about that and it's okay to just chill and like sit at the table and hang out with people um just yeah don't put pressure on yourself about that the other thing that has been cool to notice is just like the amount of brain space that alcohol has or hasn't taken up for me like I think for my first sober wedding for sure it was a lot more in my head like I remember sitting at the table and I think there was a glass I think there was already a glass of sparkling wine in front of everybody and I immediately gave it to my sister like didn't want it in front of me didn't maybe love seeing the wine on the table that much um and in my past couple it really hasn't been much of a thought for me and with um this wedding from this weekend I had to give a toast as maid of honor and I was so freaking nervous I was so freaking nervous for this toast like I I couldn't relax at the dinner until until after it and I really genuinely didn't have the thought beforehand like oh my god I wish I had a drink in me because I think I just like knew to my core so much like thank god this is happening when I'm not drinking and especially after the fact I was reflecting on it like oh my god if that toast had been while I was still a drinker Maybe I would have held it together and not let myself get too drunk before, but either way, even if I was like two or three glasses of wine deep, um, it could have kind of been a train wreck and I have no doubt that I would have been so incredibly anxious after the fact if I had alcohol in me for that speech um, and I'm so, so, so grateful, so grateful that I got to do it sober and yeah it's just funny that despite how scared I was it it didn't cross my mind like I wish I could have some liquid courage what is interesting is that when I sat down after the speech I literally just breathed the hugest sigh of relief like oh my god thank god that's over and I had this fleeting thought coming in saying okay now I could use a drink for like a split second I don't know it was almost like the rush of relief of the speech being over 
made that old thought come in and like it was gone as quick as it came in but it was just kind of interesting to notice um so yeah to just like not be caught off guard by I don't know any thoughts of alcohol that come in because yeah weddings are weddings are a funny one that way um but kind of like the last just thought I'll share about sober weddings before I um move on to the actual tips is that it is the best best occasion to be fully present and clear-minded for and I've said this I think a few times now on this podcast but like it's so ironic to me that it's the really big important special days that we're most excited to drink because for me those are the days that I want to be the most present for those are the days that I want to remember and your own wedding is one thing but when I think of like going to someone else's wedding like that's someone you're at their wedding for a reason obviously they're an important person in your life and like I want to be able to show up fully for them. I want to be able to show up present for them. I want to remember it. I want to be my best self for it. And especially being in a wedding, like it just makes me so happy knowing that I could like bring my A game to being made of honor because I was sober the whole time. And like that made me such a a better person for, for that job. Like I like I said the last wedding I was in I was a bridesmaid was in 2019 and I blacked out like I hardly remember much after dinner honestly and like I've always really regretted that like even before I got sober I always just felt so ugh about that like I was like man like that's such an important day in her life and that's like that's a real honor to be in somebody's wedding and it just I just really didn't feel good about the fact that I got that drunk and blacked out I I I didn't like that I was not proud of that and so the contrast of this one of getting to really show up how how the bride deserved for me to show up was a great feeling and I just think overall whether you're a guest or you're in the wedding it's it's so nice to be able to be fully there for that person's um big day so I think that's even a helpful thing to kind of keep in mind um when tackling a sober wedding but okay on to my tips for getting through a wedding sober number one and this one is 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 you know, especially specifically for the girls. I think spend a lot of time getting ready, like find, pick out a dress that you really love, that you really feel good in. This is going to relate to sobriety, I promise. Um, spend, spend time doing, you know, your makeup, your hair, whatever, get yourself dolled up, get yourself feeling good because one very nice sobriety perk, especially on a day like this, is that you are not going to drunkenly smudge your makeup and have your hair be a wreck like we've all had those drunk nights where we leave with like our makeup smudged and you just look like a wreck after and like what a nice sobriety perk to spend the time getting ready and then know that it's gonna be maintained you're not gonna be leaving like a drunk mess at the end so spend some extra time getting yourself dolled up and feeling good and then like take a moment to appreciate the fact that like ooh, I'm not gonna get drunk and mess this up and leave with black smudges under my eyes um it's just kind of a nice little sobriety benefit that we can appreciate and I think that Focusing on all the little benefits of sobriety is such a key, key thing. So that's kind of a fun one, especially on a big day where everybody's dressed up. You want to look and feel your best. Um, and there's going to be lots of photos like just, yeah, kind of um, 
take full advantage of of getting nice and dolled up for an occasion and knowing that you're you're gonna maintain it for the night um okay the next few tips are ones that I have shared a few times on this podcast now in terms of going out sober or going to any event sober but I'm gonna say them again here um so number one is like I always say Get very clear before the event on what your answer is going to be if people offer you a drink, if they ask why you're not drinking. I always just think that half the stress sometimes is feeling a little bit caught off guard or flustered on the spot or trying to like navigate how to answer it in the moment. So I always just think it takes a ton of stress and anxiety off if you just already kind of have it rehearsed have it in your back pocket you know what you're gonna say Um, I think that takes a ton of pressure off and makes you a little bit more confident going into it and speaking of confidence just deciding on whichever answer makes you feel the most confident you don't owe anybody your life story you don't owe anybody any detail that you're not ready to share just find whichever response makes you feel the best whichever one you feel most kind of confident and comfortable to say um, and just kind of have it rehearsed beforehand um And of course, of course, of course, keeping an alcohol-free drink in your hand, whether it's a mocktail, whether it's an alcohol-free alternative, whether it's just a club soda, which was my choice this weekend, um, it just always helps to have something in your hand both with like the awkwardness like I think I think it is just a total comfort thing to just hold a glass um, and then also people are less likely to offer you drinks if you already have one so just make sure you're keeping on top of um, refilling your drink and then also and I kind of did touch on this in the beginning but just remembering that FOMO is fleeting FOMO often comes when people are having their first few drinks Um, and it's okay if it stays longer it's okay if it stays all night don't be caught off guard if it does Um, of course every everything everyone every circumstance is going to be a little bit different sometimes it sticks around for longer but just remember that even if it does stick around all night FOMO is fleeting meaning that like it's going to be gone tomorrow and it will turn to JOMO joy of missing out whether it's Later in the night when you're seeing people sloppy, drunk, slurring their words, embarrassing themselves, over sharing, falling over, crying, you know, whatever, getting in arguments. Um, If you get to witness other people or just witnessing people be drunk in general where you can tell they're drunk and um, just kind of out of it. Like to me, that gives me JOMO. It, It might be hard to see people with their first initial buzz and it's totally valid if it is, but drunkenness like let's be honest it's just not a good look and when you and I don't say that to be judgy because I've been that person more times than I can count but I think we can all agree it's not the best you're not gonna watch someone be really drunk and feel envious that you wish you were them you might feel that way when they're having that first buzz but that first buzz if you're listening to this podcast probably never was just a first buzz it probably usually turned into getting too drunk so to just remember that um that FOMO will turn to JOMO if it doesn't happen at night it absolutely will happen in the morning and just to remember that like it's okay if those feelings come up you can survive them you can survive the short-term discomfort of them and the discomfort of FOMO is a lot more fleeting than the feelings that come after drinking and after getting too drunk especially especially at a 
big important event like a wedding where you're around lots of people you want to put your best foot forward you don't want to feel embarrassed the next day um so the next day when people are hungover and maybe dealing with some of that anxiety that comes with a hangover you're going to feel so 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 grateful um and then they can have FOMO for your hangover free morning um The next tip I'll share, and I did kind of touch on this as well earlier um, in reference to dancing, but I would just say don't put pressure on yourself about needing to be the fun party person or be the life of the party or be the person on the dance floor. I think that Like I said, I think that these big events can often bring up a lot of our grief about alcohol and part of grieving alcohol is grieving our previous identity as a drinker Um, and I used to really spiral anytime I went out and I just like maybe wasn't having a great night or wasn't feeling it or just didn't feel like being that big party person I would always beat myself up or I would spiral or I would feel like people are gonna think I'm no fun or I would feel like I am no fun anymore um so to just really be easy on yourself and not put pressure on yourself to need to be that fun person um and just because you're not feeling it tonight doesn't mean that the next one you go to you'll feel that same way it could be totally different next time but there's no right or wrong way to feel and you can honor how you feel and you can honor it if you feel like just being a little bit more low-key and you do not need to beat yourself up for that whatsoever. My next tip is to make sure that you are really consciously comparing in your head how this sober wedding is different from past weddings that you've drank at. So this is where we can draw on our past experiences to really, really ground us in our decision to stay sober. And this is when we're really going to play the tape forward. So remembering how we used to feel after drinking, um, especially drinking at a big event like a wedding, really, really let yourself remember those feelings that you felt in the morning, whether drinking gave you bad anxiety, whether it made you feel shame, whether it made you feel kind of depressed and low, you know, whatever it was, um, really playing the tape forward, remembering in moments when you're maybe idealizing having a drink, really playing that tape forward to even the end of the night. Was it usually just one or two drinks or did you usually take it too far? Um, just getting very very honest with ourselves and that's when this is a very handy kind of remember when exercise so think back to weddings that you've been to as a drinker do you have any embarrassing moments that have happened do you have any regrets about weddings that you've been to in the past and like obviously we don't want to remember these things to make ourselves suffer or to like impose guilt or shame on ourselves about our past but These memories can be very helpful when we start to romanticize alcohol or if we're feeling tempted to drink um, because they're just very, very helpful reminders that bring us back to the real truth of what drinking was for us. So definitely just taking moments throughout to kind of compare how could this wedding be going if I was drinking right now? So for me even, when I did my toast at this wedding, being able to afterwards really be like, oh my god, that could have been an absolute disaster if I would have had drinks and I would have felt so embarrassed the next day. Regardless of how it went, I would have been convinced that I embarrassed myself, that I did a bad job. Um, Being able to enjoy my dessert at this wedding while remembering that last wedding I blacked out at, I was basically passing out while eating cake 
reflecting on the fact that um, if I was drinking at this wedding, I would have felt stressed about the wine on the table and making sure I got enough of it. All the little things that show kind of how it is really just more freeing to be sober like all the ways that we don't have to have our mental energy and brain space taken up by drinking and we don't have to worry about embarrassing ourselves Um, just finding all those differences throughout the night to really let us kind of feel grateful for being sober Um, and that leads in very well to my final tip which is kind of just like finding ways finding lots of ways throughout the night to really, really embrace and take advantage of being clear-minded and being sober and being present. So for instance, like really enjoying the food. Like like when I used to drink at dinners, I didn't really like, I didn't really appreciate the food that much. I was very zeroed in on the wine. When you're drunk, you're not really fully enjoying how good something is. So really taking in like, I'm sober for this dinner. I can appreciate the delicious food. I can have the dessert when it comes out even like the late night snack bar make sure that you're just like letting yourself enjoy all of that because you're not drinking that means that you can be really present and enjoying everything else and hitting up the freaking coffee after dinner um especially if you're feeling tired although not everyone can do an evening coffee I know like me but (laughs) I'm all about the evening coffee at a wedding when it comes out Um, something else that's kind of fun to think about is like you're a sober person at this wedding and weddings are meant to be a very memorable day and that kind of makes you an asset like take lots of pictures throughout the night for the bride Um, take note of like fun moments or sweet stories or fun memories even like write some of them down just be noticing things just to kind of you can share and sorry maybe you're there with the maybe you're the groom's family but like whichever whichever person like being able to like really take it in and like if like funny moments or sweet moments like even like take them down on your phone um but just like appreciating that you can remember the little details and then you can share it with with your friend or whoever's wedding it is um that's kind of fun it is really really nice to have a sober person there for that and I think it's fun to just kind of like take advantage of being being the sober person there the sober clear-minded person who's not going to forget anything who's not going to make a scene who's not going to embarrass themselves um a last few little things like I said in the beginning if you need to leave early leave early when you're done if you need to step outside and take a moment for yourself then do that just be very easy on yourself um have a sober friend that you can call if you need to chat with someone maybe arrange that beforehand if you can bring an accountability buddy with you or have someone there as an accountability buddy with you that's really helpful driving yourself is very helpful um and either way whether you drive yourself or not just like really on your way back do a real sober gratitude check-in like make sure I mean like the whole step of the way make sure that you're really celebrating yourself for the fact that you're not drinking at this wedding and how much better you're going to feel for it tomorrow that you're going to be able to wake up with a clear conscience you're going to have every single one of your memories you're going to wake up in a place where you remember going to sleep um you're gonna remember every moment leading up to going to bed you're not gonna have to worry are people mad at me you're not gonna have to ask anybody else what you did last night like take 
in all the gratitude for that because it is absolutely our prize at the end of it and we deserve to celebrate that we deserve to revel in it we deserve to be very quietly smug when other people are hung over um yeah just make sure that you're really really soaking all of that in and just remember bringing it back to my very first point that it's okay if it's hard it's okay if it's challenging I totally appreciate that if you have a hard hard time at a sober wedding it can probably feel annoying to hear someone say to focus on sober gratitude I get that completely um I had lots of nights in my early sobriety where I just felt pissed off I felt resentful I felt annoyed with everybody like you get to drink and I don't that's not fair um if you're in that place it's so fine it's all just part of the process so try not to get discouraged if it's really hard because if something is hard in the beginning that doesn't mean that sober weddings are just hard period it just means that sober weddings can be hard at first because it's something new um It's the early process of change. You're doing something you haven't done before. Firsts are always going to be hard. Doesn't mean it's going to be hard forever. And eventually you can get to the place. The more you do it, the stronger you're going to get. And you can get to the place where it's something that just makes you even happier to be sober. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope you were able to take away something from it. I'm cheering on anybody who's tackling a sober wedding anytime soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, then please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. If this episode was helpful, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media. Follow me on Instagram at happiestsober and you can subscribe to my newsletter at happiestsober.com. And if you want some extra support on your sober journey and you want to be part of a sober community, then you can also sign up for my sober community, the Happiest Sober Hub. I absolutely love it so much. I love everyone in it. I would love to have you in it as well. Um, You can head to the link in my bio on Instagram to sign up and I'll also link it in the show notes here. I hope you have an amazing week. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so I'll chat with you next week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.